sisters and brothers, one of the very first things I would think that you as parents, those of you are parents, or when we were kids, that were taught by our parents was to say, please and thank you. It means that none of us is entitled to everything. We don't have to be entitled to everything in life. And secondly, that all we are and what we have is truly a gift from God. So we are grateful to God for the gift of who we are and what we have. So sometimes when we don't expect it, gratitude can be a little confusing. But on the other hand, when we do expect it and don't get it, we are often left wondering what happened. We're a little disappointed. So there is a great deal of awkwardness surrounding gratitude. And we all know from experience that doing something, some people rather, a favor is to sometimes risk losing their friendship. Why bother getting hurt by doing some people favors? Why do some people treat you as a leper after you have done them a favor? This is the issue faced in today's readings. You know, life for some people is all about me. It's my feelings, my needs, my success, my happiness. And so some people go through life seeing themselves as the center of the universe. But when we say the words thank you or I'm grateful, we realize that we are not the center of the universe and we don't need to be. When we say thank you, we realize that what we are and what we have are the result of a goodness and generosity and beauty beyond ourselves. The leper we hear about in today's first reading, Naaman, was a pagan commander of the Syrian army. As a man, <clears throat> he exercised a lot of power. And as a pagan, he thought that he had all of the gods at his beck and call. But none of them could heal his skin condition. And then he hears about the prophet Elisha from an Israeli slave. And in utter desperation, he asked, gods, he asked prophet Elisha to help him. So Naaman shows up with his soldiers and his royal retinue at the prophet's cottage. And Elisha does not even come out of his cottage. He just sends word that Naaman should bathe in the river seven times. At first, he refuses, but later he does what was told to him. And he recognizes a power in the end that is greater than he is. So this healing is 
not to be about Naaman, no matter how much power he exercised. It is to be about the God of Israel, who would heal him in the end. And Naaman follows the advice and he's healed. And that is where today's first reading picks up. So Naaman seeks out the prophet Elisha to show his gratitude and offer him a reward. But the prophet declines the reward and agrees and, and, and that Naaman should take some earth and should build a shrine to this God of Israel. And he praises God and thanks the prophet. And Naaman in the end realizes that even though he commands others, he is not the center of the universe. The God of Israel, the one and true God, is the center of all. In today's gospel reading, you heard that familiar story of the ten lepers being healed, and sadly, as Jesus says, only one of them returns to thank Jesus. And the one who came was a foreigner, a Samaritan, not a Jew. So the ingratitude of, that, of the nine makes Jesus wonder, what makes people that way? What makes people so ungrateful? Why do the nine who are healed now treat Jesus as the leper and stay away from him? Why is being grateful, why is saying thank you such a problem? You know, to thank someone is to express gratitude. It is, it's a beautiful thing. You know, it recognizes that I am not the end all and be the end. That I need others, that I can receive a gift. To thank acknowledges dependence. And to thank God is the beginning of personal transformation. Now, all of us want a new way of thinking. All of us want a new way of looking at ourselves and others and begin to live our lives differently. So to be grateful is to acknowledge God as the origin and source of all that is good. The best-selling novelist, writer, and Pulitzer Prize-winning columnist, Anna Quinlan, once spoke at a commencement ceremony. And in doing so, she resonated these thoughts when she said, I'm quoting her, she said, I'm a writer, I'm a novelist. My work is human nature. Real life is all I know. Don't confuse the two, your life and your work. People don't like, people don't talk about the soul anymore. It's so much easier to write a resume than to craft a spirit. But a resume is cold comfort when you are sad or broke or 
lonely. But here's my resume. I'm a good mother to three children. I have never tried to let my work stand in the way of being a good parent. I no longer consider myself the center of the universe. I show up, I listen, and I try to laugh. I'm a good friend to my husband. I'm a good friend to my friends and they to me. You cannot be really first-rate at your work if your work is all you are. So here's what I want to tell you today. Get a life. Get a real life. Not a manic pursuit of the next promotion or the bigger check. Get a life in which you are not alone. Find people you love and who love you. And remember, love is not leisure. It is work. Pick up the phone, send an email, write a letter, and realize that life is the best thing ever, and you have no business taking it for granted. We come together tonight to celebrate the Eucharist. The Eucharist, the word Eucharist means thanks, thanksgiving. And in today, we put God as the center of our lives. He feeds us with his very life in Jesus. Because at the end of the day, as I said earlier, who we are and what we have is truly a gift from a God whose love for us never ends.